Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Tyler Brooke. Say what's up to the people, Tyler. We did it. After a month, what felt like seven months, we're here. It's draft week and Rodgers is gone. Wait, Rodgers is gone? Well, you you didn't you didn't hear? When did that happen? It, it, if if you guys missed it, we went live on a uh, what is it called? Twitter Spaces, and we got to break the news to Tyler, who is coming out of what high school football practice? Uh, install meetings. Uh, install where, meetings. Yeah. Um, did not. Basically, what had happened was, uh, I think our practice or whatever started at four thirty, something like that. Rap sheet tweeted the thing. All the coaches are like, Tyler, Tyler, the trade just happened. Trade just happened. And then you just hear the varsity head coach go, put your phones away. Uh, <laughs> and it was just kind of a, I did not see the compensation until I was on the, uh, on the spaces. I may have overreacted and called it the greatest day in the history of the Packers franchise. <laughs> I think you did. But yeah, I mean, so if you haven't heard the compensation yet, right? It's, you get, the 2023 second round pick, the higher of the two that the Jets have, right? Um, there's a pick swap of 15 and 13. So the Packers now own the 13th overall pick in this upcoming draft. There's a weird pick swap with the Packers conditional fifth and the Jets sixth. Um, the Packers didn't have a six round pick. So whatever, like <laughs> that is not, I, they're probably going to pick like a similar player in that spot. And then the conditional 2024 pick, which is the biggest deal, right, is a second rounder that graduates to a first rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays at least 65% of the snaps this year. Um, That is a much different offer than what had been reported recently. And uh, Goot basically said, like, a lot of this got done in the last week. Um, I'm not surprised about the first round pick swap. I think I talked about it on this podcast that that was on the table and stuff, but I don't think that was the big part of the deal. I think the big part was the 2024 pick. So basically if you're following the reporting and I've been told that like Charles Robinson, like what he's been reporting for Yahoo sports is basically spot on. Um, the, the big thing was right. The jets offered, an unconditional 2024 first round pick before Aaron Rodgers went on the McAfee show and said his intentions are to play with the jets and that he was 90%, you know, sure that he was going to retire going into that darkness retreat. Then Woody Johnson got scared. He said, okay, let's make that a second that moves to a first. If we, you know, either win the division or like win a home playoff game. I think right now the jets are like plus, 220 to win the division on uh, DraftKings because they still have to play the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, right? Like that, that was, you, you could not agree to that trade. And now, you know, you're, you're getting the escalator being 65% of the snaps played by Aaron Rodgers on the offensive side of the ball this year. So outside of a catastrophic injury through the first three months of the season, you know, Green Bay is going to get that first round pick. And I think that's really what matters in this trade. I, I think the other huge thing to me is, you know, there have been so many rumors about the Packers having to give something back if Rodgers yeah. decided to retire in 2024. And like that, 
you mentioned it. You wrote a whole thing about it. Like that is not the Packers' problem. Like the yeah. Jets should know what they get into by taking a 39 year old quarterback who's been toying with retirement for the past couple of years. Um, That's the so. part. Yeah, I, I know I've gone on that rant before, but like, you know who Aaron Rodgers is? Like, did you guys know who Aaron Rodgers was going into this, or like, did you just figure it out? You just saw a quarterback who might be a lifeline and and everyone was like, we need that because we have Zach Wilson. He's not the answer. I don't know. Do you think that they're surprised that he might not attend off-season workouts? There's no way. I, I am surprised. Uh, what is it? Rodgers is flying into Jersey today. I yeah. believe tonight. I, I did wonder what that was going to be like. Like, can they get him in the building? Like, when is the introductory press conference going to happen? I saw recently he was in Costa Rica. I think it was Costa Rica down on another ayahuasca trip. So, yep. With, was it with the laser show? With Tim Boyle, Tim Boyle, Boyle, Mm -hmm. who is now a New York Jet, also. Yeah. Are they going to roster three quarterbacks? I don't understand what's going on with that. That is weird. They can't get rid of Zach Wilson. It's not that they like really like Zach Wilson, I think, at this point. It's like he has so much guaranteed money, like no one is going to take that contract. Is he the practice squad quarterback? Are practice squad roster still the same? I, I forget how all the rules have changed during COVID. My brain yeah. is just mushy. You're, you're up to like 65 or whatever it is. Okay. 16 plus uh, 53, uh, 69. Yeah. No, 68. 69. I was right the first time. I can't do math. Um, what we're going to be doing. Off. One digit <laughs> off, man. Oh, man. What was it on? Uh, we re- We recorded with our friends. What is the podcast called? The one we did oh, last, last call Lambo. Last call Lambo. I made Calais Campbell five eight. Maybe one of the more impressive me missing a, a digit in in the history of fumbling words, dude. That was nuts. He's five eight. Deuce Vaughn is six five. Goodness gracious! Yeah, I, look. The, the ongoing joke is I learned English and Spanish at the same time, so English is my second language, even though that's technically not true. But yeah, man, your your boy is struggling sometimes. Um, the point of this episode is we are going to run through a mock draft. We're going to pick every selection that the Packers have. For reference, if if you've kind of lost the plot in terms of what draft picks we have and what draft picks are are going to the Jets and going in pick swaps. We have the 13th pick in the first round. We got two second round picks, 42 and 45. And then from the third through the sixth, we're picking once every single round, right? Seventh round, we got four seventh round picks. I'm I'm sure a lot of people are like, there's no way Goot turns in four seventh round picks. The Packers, I think, once you include uh, all the cap situation stuff, are like, Gonna be like twenty million dollars over the cap next season, you know, depending on what happens with like the Bakhtiari contract and stuff like that. They do need cheap deals, and Goot turned in four seventh round picks last season. I wouldn't be surprised if he does it this year too. So, blowing that out there, seventh round picks. He, he, they asked him where the the draft is deepest uh, yesterday because he had a presser uh, scheduled before the Rogers news broke that happened like 
10 minutes after Schefter made the tweet and, you know, said that like Rogers is going to be a jet. And, uh, he waxed poetically about like the day three depth of the edge rusher position. So I think he's focused on, on, on using those picks. Yeah. There's some, there's some interesting guys in day three. I don't love them, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I have some faith in their edge evaluations after they took the last one last yes. year with Enigbari. I'll never yeah. forget when he, they were on the clock there and we were talking on like the live stream. They're like, hey, uh, this is the only guy left. Yeah, we'll it's now or never, baby. <laughs> and that was before, I mean, that was, they they also kind of got bailed out because they were able to add, you know, uh, Hollins, and, and, yeah. you know, as a waiver pickup in season and he's a pretty solid player. They brought him back for this season. Um, but yeah, if, if they didn't take an and Hollins didn't become available, like it could have gotten pretty dark when, when Gary went down, you know what I mean? Yeah, so absolutely. All okay. Right. I've got this pulled up. Um, thanks PFF. So we're going to use that simulator. Although, you know, no simulator is going to be perfect, right? There's all kinds no. of ones we could use. Um, uh, this one allows for trades. Because uh, we know the Packers love to trade back. Um, we got some sliders on here. Do we want to tinker with these at all? I just click the seven rounds instead of the two rounds is the one that I'm focused Do on. Do we right want to change the speed of it? Do we want the no. turbo? No. We we could keep the turbo. Okay. The turbo is fine. I all think right. we're good. All right. We're entering Let's the Let's start the draft. Oh, buddy. Yeah. All right. Here we go. All right, All right, let's look at what just happened. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Oh, this is all so bad. All right, Tyree Wilson went 12. I'm already mad. Okay, so Dude, guys off the board. Nightmare. Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, Will Levis, Christian Gonzalez, Peter Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Tyree Wilson. I think those are all expect Skaronsky... I'd be a little surprised if he goes before the Packers pick, but I know the Eagles are kind of interested in making him a guard. Dude, and, those last three picks are a gut punch if you're watching on draft day, thinking, you know, Paris Johnson, JSN, Tyree Wilson are all on the board, and then they just go one by one right before 13. Yeah. So let's talk about 13. Yeah. They moved up from 15 to 13. They could have gotten an extra like fourth round pick or something like that. Um, based off of what I've been told, I, there is almost no way that I see them going any other selection other than tackle or edge rusher at this point at their at 13. Just because you think of you're trying to jump the Jets and the Patriots, right? Yep. They did that on purpose. What do they need? Uh, both of those teams probably could use a tackle, right? They're both actively in the tackle market. And then maybe you're trying to increase your chances of like getting a Jackson Smith and Jigba. If things fall through and there's no tackle, there's no wide receiver. Maybe you're looking at a situation where you're, you're potentially drafting a Lucas Van Ness, who, by the way, I don't know if he's going to be there at 13, frankly. I think the NFL mm-hmm. likes him more than, than, uh, most public evaluators or a guy like miles Murphy, who we've talked about and said, you know, that edge rusher from Clemson, he, he's pretty close to uh, uh Preston Smith 
replacement. And maybe it's a little early for that, especially at 13, but like he kind of fits into a nice role with the team. So I would say here, just looking at the board and how we have it filtered right now, like the top three guys are the three guys I kind of expect to be in contention at this pick on draft day, right? I, I don't expect Jackson Smith and Jigba to be there because I think. Yeah, I really wide, don't either. The first wide receiver is going to go off the board in the first 12 picks. I just think that's just how that works in the NFL, right? How many times have we been surprised by so many wide receivers flying off the board early? I think the three guys are Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, and Darnell Wright, the tackle out of Tennessee, who, you know, they brought in on visits. They went down to Tennessee for the pro day. Goot did. Um, he's the only guy who really ran the agility drills and ran them well. Skaronsky and uh, Anton Harrison both also ran, but they they didn't. They they would have been the worst at those agility drills of any Packers offensive line pick early in the draft and, you know, since 2005 or whatever Ted Thompson came in. Right. So I think Darnell Savage is the offensive lineman. I'm circling under Savage or, Oh no, there are too many Darnells now. Darnell, right. Yeah. Is the one I'm circling, underlining, highlighting, whatever you want to say. Yeah. I, I think we should still go through a conversation of just, you know, the other guys here. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is a, you know, this is the, this is the guy, right. You know, fifth year option, all of that. Um, Roger Jones is another tackle I think they could consider. I know they didn't bring him in for a top 30 visit or anything, but the way his skill set sets, I know they love their offensive line versatility. Like Wright, I think he has a potential to kick into guard. Uh, I think his biggest thing he's lacking, like he's strong as shit. He's just lacking like the hand placement, um, which is definitely one of Wright's bigger strengths. Uh, I think once he gets that cleaned up, like I think it helps his anchor. I think it helps him in pass pro. Um I, I have no concerns with uh, Broderick Jones as a run blocker. Like, that guy just moves people. Uh, did you have a chance to watch him uh, heading into this? Yeah, he's mm. clearly needs a year or two. Yeah. I think. But he also needs to play, which is kind of why I think he's a weird fit in Green Bay. The thing with Darnell Wright, right? Um, Darnell Wright, right. Huh. Property. <laughs> <numbers. laughs> um, Pro Football Focus says that if Darnell Wright is selected in the first round, he will be the worst graded first round pick uh, in the PFF era in terms of run blocking, right? He's a very good pass protector. And I think he's pretty polished in that aspect. And if you're just looking at Green Bay's MO, like what do they do? And I, I know we have a lot of commenters at, P, at APC who are, are pretty mad that like we lose some of those short yardage third downs and stuff like that. I think some of it is AJ Dillon tripping over his own damn feet sometimes, but um, they have leaned at, you know, pass blocking is the premium and run blocking. will figure it out. Right. Like Zach Tom, he was drafted. That was his whole thing. Uh, David Bakhtiari. It's not like he's, you know, a killer in the run game or anything like that. He makes his money as a pass blocker. So I don't know. I I feel like Wright is a better Packers fit than Jones, but I do understand like Jones is a a pretty good prospect in them. So. Yeah. Uh, edge rushers is interesting because you know we're just looking here. Nolan Smith's on the board. He's probably too small to be a Packer. Miles Murphy is that Packers type. Um, I think people are really split on where they have him ranked. I mean, I would love him at third fifteen. 
13, I would still, you know, be pretty happy with them. And then Lucas Van Ness, who we've talked about, crazy athletics, still going to need some time. Uh, it seems like they're much more interested in either day two or day three edges. Yeah, they brought in four edge rushers, I think, who are expected to go somewhere like in the se- in the second round, right? Um, yeah. For visits, and then, you know, I, I basically compiled all the like little draft rumors that uh, Tony Pauline had during the pro day circuit, and half of them are day three edge rushers, which is yeah. Pretty notable, right? So I think that's kind of the sweet spot for Green Bay, especially after Goot, you know, kind of said that he really likes this edge class and the depth of it. I think it's like second round or day three. I I, I think that's where they're looking at edge rusher. Um, Unless the tackle run is just fully done at this point and they can't trade back and maybe they look at Lucas Van Ness or or something like that. Trading back after moving up to 13 would feel very weird. Yeah. It would, and I know people have brought that up because I wrote a whole article about how I think them, I, I think them taking the pick swap instead of like the extra fourth round pick, right, is shows that they want to get in the offensive line market. And yeah, the, I couldn't the, agree more with it. I don't think that there's going to be that many teams that have the ability to trade back because. If you're not getting rid of one of these picks that are going to end up being used for a quarterback, I don't know who really wants to trade up. Like, where's the class strong, particularly like at like 13, right? Like, oh, corner. There's so many corners in this draft. I don't think you have to trade up for a corner in this draft. Yeah. Apple the... is the only other one that makes sense to me where it's like the, the drop off happens quick, right? There's like four of them. And then it's like, Maybe you like one of the other three, and then it's like there's no other guys who can play this year. So I'm about ready to turn in the pick, but you mentioned that with corners uh, and the depth there. Like I have a question about tight ends here because, you know, I don't think they're taking a tight end, whether it was at 15 or 13. I don't think they, what... pick, they pick swap to grab a tight end. No, I don't absolutely think not. But my question here is they clearly looked at all the top tight ends. Do we slow down this draft after we put in this pick? and see where we want to try and jump back into the end of the first to yes. try and sweep it. Okay. Okay. That that's I was going to bring that up to you. Whenever the second tight end comes off of the board, I want to trade back up. And Perfect. I'm cool with grabbing. Well, as long as Mayer and Washington are the, are available for the third tight end off the board, that's when I would want to move up. Cool. Because I do so, think based off of the Packers' visits, and everything that we know, right? I don't want to. I don't want to spoiler alert this mock draft. But if, if you're looking at kind of the cluster of guys that they've brought in, I wouldn't be shocked if thirteen is right. There's a trade up for tight end, and then they grab another edge rusher in the second round, right? Yep. Like if if that happens, they basically telegraph this draft, right? All right. So I think we're on the same page of what we want to do here, though. Is it Darnell Wright? I it's think it's Darnell Dar- Wright. <laughs> it's the two Darnells part one. Look, step one. It, it's it's potentially available. Darnell Wright. I think there's maybe a chance Darnell Wright plays the turf games at left tackle this year, and Bakhtiari plays the grass oh games my at gosh. left tackle. Oh my gosh! Which dude? I mean, yeah. I mean, Bakhtiari 
the more I've looked at the Packers cap situation moving forward and um, the fact that Nyman, you know, is on a one-year deal and Bakhtiari is going to have a $40 million cap hit next season, something's got to give. I wouldn't be surprised if next year, you know, you know, 2024, the Packers starting tackles are Zach Tom and Darnell Wright. So. Darnell Wright, you are a Green Bay Packer. Congrats. All right. Drafting him. We are slowing this all the way down. Nolan Smith just went. The Jets took. Whoa. Okay. Let's go. Bijan Robinson. Bold call. <laughs> Bold call. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I just needed a second to process that. That would be incredible. That would be incredible. This yeah. yeah. They already have a running back. All right. This, this thing is broken. Lucas Van Ness to the Commanders. That's Joe. would be a good pick. Joey Porter Jr. to the Steelers. Wow, how fitting. Terrific. Terrific. Broderick Jones to the Lions feels like a Lions pick. Miles Murphy to the Bucks. Brian Branch. We're at 21. Still no tight ends. Elijah Cansey to the Chargers. Dal- okay, here we go. Dal- okay, Dalton Kincaid just went to the Ravens. So Okay. I mean, I'm I, cool. I, uh, look, write it out. It's perfect. It's perfect. All right. We're going to have to keep an eye on the Bengals, especially Deontay Banks to the Vikings, 23-24 Jaguars. Michael Mayer. Trade up. Trade up. All right. (laughs) Michael Mayer went 24 to the Jaguars. So Michael Mayer and – That would be an interesting one because of the Evan Ingram situation. Um, I know they talk – I've heard a lot of Brian Branch to the Jaguars. That one I kind of like. I'm not going to lie. Him and Trevor Lawrence, kind of fun. Kind of fun. So what can can we get – to move up to 25. So right now, what Green Bay's highest pick would be 42. The fourth round pick is what? 116? Yep. Is that going to get accepted? Click that. Nope. Oh, boy. We're going to have to 78. get up third. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get back I... 128. 62% chance. Okay. I... So our trade offer is the Packers early second. Their third for the Giants fourth and 25th overall to be able to select. Uh, I mean, we're on the same page here, right? Yeah, we, we, I mean, it would, the prophecy would be fulfilled. So I think we, well, we're going to see if this works. Uh, I mean, it's the Packers. They don't need third round picks anyway. Let's be real. It's not going to go well. Whoever they draft is immediately cursed. Yeah. I'm, I, I think everyone would be cool. Yes. They've accepted the trade. We did it. Send in the pick, dude. Darnell Washington. You will see if Justice and I were in the front office and this situation happened, you would see one of us sprinting up to the podium. If we get Just... the two two Darnells, I will stone cold Steve Austin some seltzers on our live stream on the day. I love that. I'll I'll do the same. I'll actually I'm not even a seltzer guy. I'm gonna go buy seltzers just for this. <laughs> All right. Darnell Washington, a true Y, freak athlete, second coming of Gronkowski. Very excited. Are you sad to be losing one of the seconds? No? Not at all? Uh, No, because we got the fourth back. Like, No, yeah. not really. It's like pick swaps. And they didn't give up two seconds for it, like Christian Watson. Who, yeah. Again, yeah, it, I, th- I think we're willing to admit at this point we were pretty wrong. He was fun. The- I was not really complaining about the player. The Christian Watson trade last year. Yeah. They overpaid a ton 
to be able to pick pick him, which probably was to make Aaron Rodgers happy, but it is what it is. Yeah, I think we agreed. Good player, bad process. Although, again, I maybe I was a little lower on Watson because it was just a hard evaluation. It was very weird trying to watch his film. Um, interesting picks coming off the board here, heading into 45. Uh, whoa, the Jets, what are you doing? The Jets draft is insane right now. So they they had the Jets drafting Bijan Robinson, a running back. And then in the second round, they drafted Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, which I'm certain would only make Aaron Rodgers just spaz and freak out on draft day. There's What the hell is this simulator, man? Uh, this would be the single greatest day of my life, or I guess two days, if we had to watch you know, the two Darnells prophecy comes true, and then Aaron Rodgers has to watch his team take another running back in his successor. Oh, my goodness. All right. The content first of, alone. First of all, I want to say move the speed up on yeah. the simulator moving forward. The top guys uh, on Pro Football Focus's board, now that we're on on the clock at 45, the Packers' second second-round pick, we used the first to trade up for Darnell Washington. Felix and DK Uzama, the edge rusher from Kansas State. Um, looking at other guys that Green Bay might be interested in. Tyreek Stevenson, the corner out of Miami. He was a guy that they brought in for a visit. I actually watched Stevenson uh, yesterday. I watched him Is this week good? as well. He's an asshole, and I love it. Is like, he, he good? Like, what the heck? My theory is that he's a safety. I think he's actually like, – I think he could play safety. He is kind of a bully, and he's got size to do it. DJ Turner, a corner out of Michigan, he was a guy that I think Tom Pelissero said that might be a sneaky first-round pick. I could um, see it. I watched him last week, and he can fly. I think a lot of his – like, he's not polished at all, but he just moves really well. Antonio Johnson, the safety out of Texas A&M. You want me to filter this by positions? So uh, we can look at yeah, sure. Why not? I'm Edge. I'm kind of leaning – yeah, I would say edge – Edge wide receiver safety are probably the big ones. I'm gonna add D line. D line. D line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right there. Um, so the top guys, mm. once we put in the filters, they knew DK Uzama from Kansas State. Nathaniel Dell from Houston, who is entirely too small for the Packers. Tui Tui Pelotu, who is probably a defensive lineman, but is playing at the size of an edge rusher since the combine. Antonio Johnson, who we mentioned, BJ Ojolari. The edge rusher from LSU, Keanu Benton, the defensive lineman from Wisconsin. I'm kind of leaning your guy, Felix Anudike Uzama. The Packers brought him in on a visit. They seem plenty interested in in bringing uh, in the second round type of edge rushers. We didn't go with one at 13. It's like now or wait until day three, basically. I would think that there's going to be an edge rusher run before the Packers' next selection. I'm I'm torn here. Um, I have a higher grade, and I know I'm in the minority on Isaiah Foskey. Um, I I don't think he's the guy there. Andy DK Uzama makes more sense. He's got more pass rushing juice. He flashes. I've got a hot take because it's not anywhere near on this board. Go for it, jo- Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. He's oh, not yeah. going to be there the next time they pick. He's 220 pounds, blocks his ass off, and he can fly downfield. I think he's an awesome pairing to Christian Watson. He's one of those guys, wherever he goes, I feel pretty confident he's going to be a player. You want to do it? it? Send it? Throw, the, throw in the curveball? 
But yet, here's my question. Does that become an issue with edge value? Because we're not picking again until the fourth round. Uh, Maybe, but edge rusher is an interesting position for me because I don't think that it's as pressing of a need as other people do. I, understand I agree. That, I understand that people short are term. like, you don't have an edge rusher, like a, a great pass rusher going into the season, but like, I, I guys, I don't think we're going to be competitive in the first half of the year. Yeah. At least, you know, for, for going on a deep playoff run. There will the be growing pains. going to miss anyway. There will be growing so. pains on the offense, like 1 million percent. It's just going to yeah. be different. Here's my, why I'm pushing for this. You have to set up Jordan Love for success this year. He has a fifth year option yeah. that they have to decide on on May 1st. So coming up here, right? Um, so, you know, you basically got one, two more years of him. That fifth year option is going to be fully guaranteed. You have to see what you have. You have to set him up for success. Like, Well, not not only even just going into the fifth year option and stuff like that, but like, Next year's draft class is the draft class for the top prospects, right? Like Caleb Williams and Drake May as quarterback prospects will probably be more highly regarded than any quarterback prospect to come out since Trevor Lawrence, right? Yep. And there's two of them next year. And there's the also two first even Jordan picks. Travis is getting attention out of Florida yeah. State. So it'd be good to build up what is around Jordan Love to find an answer if you want him or if you want to trade your first round picks and maybe a 2025 first round pick to be able to move up for, you know, a Caleb Williams or a Drake May and then just rebuild with him. You know what I mean? So, yep. Jonathan Mingo, I'm cool with it. You've, you've, we have talked about him. He flies. What are your thoughts on him just from what you've seen? I thought it was interesting. Like, so I actually watched a couple of his games, and I think it's pretty clear that Mississippi was trying to use him for a while, and then teams figured out, like, oh, that's the dude at Mississippi. Yeah, We're going to shift everything over to him, and there's such, like, an RPO, pre-snap read type of offense that you can kind of dictate who's not going to get the ball, I guess. So... If you look at like his game logs and look at the beginning of the season, it's a lot more impressive than what his end of year totals are. And I think some of that is the byproduct of the offense. Of the Packers type bodies here that they're showing, Cedric Tillman, Rasheed Rice, Michael Wilson, you know, A.T. Perry, all these guys around this area. Like, I don't think I came away more impressed with anyone's film just off not getting the ball, but just seeing him fly downfield at that size. So I'm sold on him. You get you get him with Christian Watson, and you can do a lot of fun stuff stretching the field vertically. At this point, it's me. It's memes, right? If the Packers go three offensive players between 13 and 45, yeah. including two pass catchers, we're definitely never hearing the end of it. About they finally yeah. win offense after Aaron Rodgers left. I, I I'm sold on it, man. Look, are we turning the card in? Let's do it. I don't care about your grade, PFF. This is a good pick. Jonathan Mingo, 45. <laughs> it right. would be funny to see what PFF actually grades us at the end because it's definitely not going to be a high pick. We're just sitting here waiting now. 
we got a lot of the needs off the field. Like we're still safety is a big one, but this is a yes. It, it's a doo doo. It's a it's a bad bad safety class. Add, add in the filters again. Okay, so what can. position? I want to look at D line. I want to look at safety and edge. We're I think those edge. are. We're looking at edge. Yep. Okay. So top guys: Kobe Turner, Wake Forest, Anthony Johnson, the safety out of Iowa State. Green Bay was down at the pro day and they did check that guy out. Um, yeah, I remember I've been told that. Moro Jomo out of Texas, Isaiah McGuire out of Missouri, Kyle Brooks, who apparently they brought in on a visit. Um, other notable names, Marty Mapu, the safety linebacker hybrid out of Sac State, they brought him in on a visit. Jacqueline Roy, they brought him in on a visit. Christopher Smith is still on the board in the fourth round. Tyler <laughs> hovering over it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Uh, I think this is tougher. Uh, I, you know, I love, I love my Christopher Smith, but they pick again in 12 picks. Cause remember we got this one sixteen from the giants, right? Edge is still a, a need. I, you know what I'm sick of? I am sick of teams just running the ball at Williams, the Packers. And you know, my feelings about Moro Ochomo. Um, well, I actually watched. Can you filter just to the defensive lineman right now? Of course. The interior defensive lineman. Because I do think, yeah, I mean, if you want to grab one, now is probably the time. Oh, man. So a lot of them are off the board already. Yeah. Who who are you going to bring up? Jacqueline Roy. So I watched him. Yeah. He is not a world beater, but at the at, in the fourth round, like, yeah, I think Roy is, like, kind of – like a 75% version of like Keanu Ben. Yeah. He like, he stays on the field. He can hold his own. feels like he gets, uh, Connor Rogers pointed this out on NFL stock exchange. I just laughed because it, it really resonated with me. He got held constantly and no one ever called anything. <laughs> like he just got screwed all year. He has um, super active hands too. And I think, yes, he does. So, like, Ojomo, if we were a four-down team, right, and we needed a three technique, I, I'd probably lean more Turner and Ojomo here. But because Green Bay is a 3-4 team and they do so much of that bare front stuff and you you need to live with those uh, – a lot of it's, like, hand activity, right, more than, like, your get-off off the ball. It's not like they're shooting gaps like crazy or anything like that until they're – in nickel and dime on, on third downs, I really kind of like Roy's fit with okay. the team. And they brought him in on a visit. And, yeah, I mean, looking at the safety board and at, at the edge rusher board and at the interior defensive line board, uh, I think interior defensive line is way more of a pressing need. This feels like one of those, if we're going to take one, we got to take one here type of situations. Yeah, I'm seeing – Edge is going to get kind of rough here in a minute as well. Um, but there's some hey, of those guys I'll, down there. Like, even guys like DJ, like, I think in a normal draft class, like, DJ Johnson goes like in the third round or something like that. And you know, there's guys like Jose Ramirez, you know, very athletic. MJ Anderson, the Packers are apparently interested in. Like, Burton Cox was one that just looked like a mean son of a son of a gun. He was so mean he got kicked off the team. <laughs> oh. Oof. Yeah. I would not Nick touch Hampton, Dylan who... Horton. Dylan Horton's like in a 
four three a DN body, or maybe uh, he is slow. Nick Hampton from App State is a guy who's a little undersized, but the Green Bay Packers uh, linebackers coach was the guy who worked him out down at App State's pro day. The Packers are apparently interested in him. That's I, a I think there's pretty more ridiculous options. win rate on pass rush. Damn. Yeah, he's like 230 pounds. He might be an off ball guy, but like, hmm. yeah, 236 is what he's listed at. I think there's edge rusher options a whole lot okay. more than interior defensive line. I think hey, we're gonna go with Goody's comments. He said there's depth in here, so. We'll trust Goody on this. So D line and safety. We again we pick again in twelve picks. Do you want to go with the D lineman or do you want to try and I want to go D lineman now and then I think there's options at safety where if I miss out on Chris Smith, at least I know there's other safeties I like in this range in the draft. I don't I can't say that about defensive line if some of these guys go. I'm just looking at something. Twenty one point six years old for a Jomo. How old is Roy? 22. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to trust you because you're the D-line guy. I just want you to know that passing on a Jomo makes me sad. I know. I'm sorry. I just I just don't love his fit with the team, but I do Fair. like the player. Cool. All right. I also like uh, Kobe Turner from Wake Forest, too, even though he didn't uh, start. Super fun. Super yeah. fun. All right. Jacqueline or Jaquel and Roy, you are a Packer. Let's go. All right, we're going to see. Skinner went off the board. I'll be honest. I Skinner, oh, I don't really see it. He's in a linebacker's body. Yeah. Not as physical as I was hoping. I will say he's like the same guy as Antonio Johnson to me, who I also don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> if we go like, what would be the nightmare draft at the top? I think it's like Dalton Kincaid at 13 and then Antonio Johnson in the second round. I think I would probably freak out. <laughs> I I would be pretty sad. Yeah. Um. Some interesting names here at edge safety. I'm gonna throw a curveball at you, but I I'm not I'm not saying we touch it. I'm just curious. I just I threw running backs up here just because. Okay. It's a pretty fun running back class. I'm not saying now, but I think it's something we need to keep an eye on and stay three. Just something to monitor. So some of the names for running back: Chase Brown, Deuce Vaughn, your guy. Israel Abanikanda, Abanikanda, Abanikanda. I've heard both. I've heard, yeah, I've I've heard the name because I've watched Pittsburgh games. Sean Tucker, who I don't think is going to be drafted there. Um, he has a heart condition, and I I think he wasn't even allowed to run at his pro day. So I I think, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, Keaton Mitchell, the undersized guy who we've talked about as kind of. You know, like a Tyler Irvin type of guy out of ECU. His whole family is track athletes and football players and stuff like that. You are – I've held out long enough, Tyler. Christopher Smith, the safety out of Georgia, who I think is the best safety in this class, still there on the board with the second pick in the fourth round. Is Here's... is there any way you think you can convince me not to bang the table for this selection? He's one of our – two double-starred prospects when yeah. we went over our guys. My question is, would the Packers actually draft him? He had a pretty brutal relative athletic score, uh, and he's pretty undersized for the position. I think so, man. He plays faster than that. I know. He plays so much faster. Like The, test- the testing honestly stunned me after watching his uh, The other thing, too, like, 
is he that much slower than the time drills that like haha Clint Dix had? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really think so. And I'm not comparing them as players. I think they're really different, especially in terms of like the want to in the in the tackling game. Christopher Smith is basically like a little undersized, but just like insanely active. Mar- I'm surprised Marty Mapu is ranked higher than him by PFF. Marty Mapu uh, on Dane Brugler's list was like a top 100 selection. So that guy might end up going a little higher than people think. You don't happen to have Sacramento State defense film, do you? Cause... I can find it if I need it. I would like to not have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to not have to watch fair. Sacramento State stuff. Totally I know fair. Our buddy Deontay Lee played at Sac State. Uh, was I didn't know there. Deontay played there. No way. Yeah. Huh. I did it Dang. before they ruined his knees. Football's not good for your body. Um, I, I did not know that. Christopher Smith. I think All I'm right. ready. Another bulldog two. defender, guys. That's right. Same G. Let's just turn that G green. Where what color is the G? White. It's white. Yeah, turn the G white with green and yellow outlines. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm ready, man. Boom. You All right. So to, so to recap, right? First round, we ended up going with uh Darnell Wright. We traded up for Darnell Washington. In the second round, we got Felix Anujike Uzama, who we thought is a really good edge rusher. Wait, no, we didn't. Oh, wait, no, no, no. We went Jonathan Mingo. We went Jonathan Mingo, wide receiver. Honestly, yeah. that's the right call, because if you're going to get a wide receiver who's going to contribute in that three-man rotation, you kind of got to go early on, especially in this draft. So I do think that that's a value pick. And then we ended up going, uh, what was it? We didn't have a third-round a third round pick because of the yeah. trade-up. And then in the fourth round, we got Jacqueline Roy, the defensive lineman from LSU, and Christopher Smith, the safety out of Georgia. So here this we is are like dream draft. So oh, it is. Oh, it absolutely is. And I would have said something, I think, if we had picked a player that just felt way too out of position. Um, that's one of the things that always bothered me about Darnell Washington and the PFF mocks like a week ago. You get him in like the third round. And I'm like, ah, no, that guy's pretty there's good. No there's no way. All right. So... Here's what we're looking at just cool. overall. We got some interior linemen, a couple running backs. Anthony Johnson's still on the board. Interesting. Uh, what position do we need? Backup quarterback. Third add, down running go back. Go to the filters. Add quarterback, running back. Dude, I'm not opposed to double dipping at tight end at this point. Absolutely not. I would. Oh, the problem is he's a Y, but I'm looking at Davis Allen out of Clemson. Dude, would they take a second Y? Or would they go for a more move a move tight end? I think if they can move him around, they'd like it. He did play a lot, like out wide. Uh, we haven't taken an edge rusher, right? Correct. Go edge rusher too. Scroll I down a little an bit. Interesting one. Keep going. Interesting. Names. Will Mallory is an okay. He tries as an inline guy, but he, his game is he's pretty fast. Like he can scoot. Um, well, Cameron Latu. <laughs> okay, let me you make a pitch to... for a player. Okay, yeah, I don't want to be called a homer. All right, hailing out of Eugene, Oregon, DJ Johnson, transfer out of Miami. He's only been a a full-time edge rusher for a couple of years. He was 
also a tight end for a while. Um, 6'4 flat, 260 pounds. At the combine, he ran a 4'49 40-yard dash. I was told this dude is, like, that athletic waking up. He wasn't even, like, really training for the combine or anything like that. Again, I think this guy is a guy who, in most draft classes, would probably be drafted early third round, somewhere around that range. Has size, has athleticism, all that stuff. He's a little bit older, um, but kind of all the potential in the world. And if you're going to miss out on the first couple waves of Ed Rushers, I think this is a value pick at this point. I haven't watched him. Uh, I've not heard about him. I was convinced he was not real until you started talking about him. Um, <laughs> He's crazy athletic, tight end background, all that stuff. Good. I mean, that's a, that's a size for a kind of edge rusher they look for. Um, mm-hmm. Five sacks, 21 hurries. So that's pretty impressive. Um, I'm right. I literally just wrote him down on my big board. I'll watch him after this pod because I'm curious. I think me... around here, it's worth it. Go back to the me, tight ends. I want to see all the tight ends. I want to see like I'm, what they're. I'm looking at are. edges real quick. The only other guy I've watched that I would like or be intrigued on, I haven't even graded him. Is Mike Morris out of Michigan? Uh, he had nine. He had nine sacks. I mean, he's freaking huge. He's six five, two seventy five. Good uh, lord! Super long. Only twenty two years old. Um, he's. Well, I think he's one of those kind of guys like Keon White, Addy Tommy Wadibare. That does he get kicked inside because he's so freaking big? Um, just an interesting one. Uh, let's go look at tight ends. Yeah, I want to look at the tight ends just to see, like, no, have, like, do they have weird rankings? Is Schoenmacher still available? <laughs> Davis Allen, again, I, I know people aren't as high on him. I really like him. His contested catch rate, 91.7% last year. Good Lord. He, he can't run, though. A, he came away with 11 contested catches. Yeah, that's a problem. Is, ev- is every catch a contested catch? <laughs> every catch run? is a contested catch. Yeah. His, of his 39 receptions, 11 of them were contested catches. But I mean, it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, his, uh, I mean, his, I loved his run blocking. Like, I just think his size, he's 6'6, 245. Um, he's one of those guys that could be your, uh, I don't want to say it. Your wash Jimmy Graham type in the red zone. Um, Josh I did Wiley. Wiley, who was brought in on a visit by the Pat. I mean. Insert guy. That's just what I kept saying to myself yeah. when I watched him. He's got a little bit more size than DeGuara, though. Yeah. Yeah, he's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, okay. Astute observation, Justice, that he is taller than DeGuara. Yeah, I, I, I watched him the other day. He He does feel like big DeGuara to me. Mm-hmm. Deguara's times co- or his contract's coming up, isn't it? He's he's on yeah, he's on the last year of his deal. And Tyler Davis also signed a one year contract. That's why I think they could double dip at tight end, but the fact that they haven't drafted an edge rusher kinda worries me a little bit. Let's go edge. I mean, I'm not in love outside of Davis Allen, but I just don't see the fit with it already uh Washington there. I mean, a lot of these guys feel like wise. I have not watched Payne Durham. Um, I have not. 66253. Uh, I know guys talking about the team rule. I don't have enough. I don't have enough info to make that pick. I wouldn't feel comfortable doing it. Back to edge. Let's do it. TJ Johnson. I'm ready to turn the pick. Mike Moore still intrigues me, but 
I'll trust you because I haven't watched this guy. Let's go, Ducks, baby. Let's go. I promise this one's going to turn out better than Jake Hansen. And here come the five. Is this five seventh round picks? No, I think we, te- we have technically a sixth, a, six, a late sixth, yeah. and then four seventh. Okay, right off the bat, I see a guy. Oh, I see two guys. Uh, okay. They're both Florida. Trey okay. Dean, who I didn't love his film, but he's crazy athletic. Uh, Ventrell Miller, the psycho psychopathic linebacker out of Florida, who I think could be a special teamer. I would take Clayton Toon, but I don't think he would make it this far. I genuinely think Clayton Toon will get picked earlier. I think he, I watched him this week. I really liked him at a Houston quarterback. Check out, like, check out safety again. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rashad Torrance I like way more than Trey Dean, but I don't know if he, he tested like crap, if I recall. Check out corner. Real quick. Corner, okay. Well, some of these guys also play corner. Yeah. Taiwan Mullen, my boy. Actually, you know what? We're overthinking this. We don't have a kicker. You're right. <laughs> we don't have a kicker, and one is probably yes. going to go in the in the sixth round. Serious so. question. Jake Moody gets drafted before the sixth round, I feel like. I know that's a hot take, but there's always a team that just, it's going to be the Rams in like the fourth round that are just going to take a swing on Jake Moody. I kind of believe that because the Rams don't have a kicker, punter, or long snapper. There's like four teams in the NFL right now that actively need kickers. We're one of them. I think if you get the six-round pick, yeah, I mean, you can just bank and just be like, okay, we're getting a kicker. We don't have to pay a kicker for the next couple years. We got the one. Well, he's not He's not taken yet in this mock, so fuck it. Let's Jake do Moody. It. Jake Moody. Six-round pick. We did it. Moody, 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 rocking everywhere. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for that one. <laughs> All right, now we did it. We're in the fourth round. We got the four picks. Seventh round. Seventh round. Four. Those seven. dang numbers. Those numbers, dude. They get me every time. All right. I'm just going to look doing? at – Let's look at quarterbacks. I'm, okay. I was just going to look at all the positions we've already drafted and talk about. Wow, there's only three left on here. Does Stetson Bennett get drafted? He has to, right? I, I don't know. I don't know if he does. It seems like p- teams are kind of worried about, like, is he willing to be a backup quarterback or is he going to, like, treat it like he's the starter the entire time, basically? Like, it's almost like a like Chad Kelly type of situation. Mm. He did win Tyson, back-to-back national champions, and he was pretty fun. Tyson Bagnett. I don't know how you say his name. I know a decent amount about him. He's from it, Shepherd. I was going to say, Shepherd. there's not even a school on here. Yeah, so he was, the- re- he was recruited to D1 programs, decided to play at Shepherd, which is his local school that his mom and dad both went to. Uh, he went super far in D2. I think he was like the runner-up for Harlan Hill, which is like their version of the Heisman. His dad is something like a 25-time world champion arm wrestler. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what uh, Jacob Morley shared with me on Twitter. And I was like, okay. What, one of my buddies, Dylan, actually called the games at Shepard and put me onto this guy and his father, who seems like his dad is like white LeVar Ball, basically. <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. I think that would be a funny pick. I don't know if the Packers actually turn in one of these selections for a quarterback, if this is what the board looks like. 
I'm cool with Stetson Bennett, but I feel like every mock no. draft I have, yeah. I'm taking Stetson Bennett in the seventh, and people are like, he's a dickhead. I'm like, I don't care. We don't, our backup is Danny Etling, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh. I would, is there any depth at linebacker right now? Who's, is Chris Barnes is gone, right? Yeah, but I think they have four guys. They have Isaiah McDuffie and then. Yeah, uh, that's right. And he got a little playing time last year. From the, he, he plays special teams, Eric Wilson. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he was okay. Okay. Yeah. So maybe not a linebacker. Check out like tight end in the interior defensive line again. Ben Sims is on there. I know he visited with the Packers. Yeah. I kind of think he was a. This guy, DJ Dale. I've recognized the name a little bit. Alabama. DJ Dale, defensive lineman. See, this is the problem. I I think I've watched 160 something guys at this point. I'm just guessing now. Should we just like fill up? Oh, look at running back. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Chris Rodriguez is the AJ Dillon replacement if they don't want to keep him. Is he? Yeah, he's a giant bowling ball. He's 217. That feels low for you watch him play. I mean, he just runs through guys. Uh, 64 missed tackles forced. Uh, 672 yards after contact. Like he was kind of their bell cow at Kentucky behind Levis. Hmm. Um, I really liked him. He's fun. See who else is on the board right now. I wouldn't touch Ibrahim. He had a torn Achilles. He's had a lot of it. That that's unfortunate. I mean, he's a reason for NIL. Travis Dye. Don't even show me him. He ran like a four seven. He transferred out of Oregon to play at USC. He's a traitor. Um, we got the Luton, fullback. I think he actually played running back. The uh, yeah North Dakota State kid, Lou Nichols, who is out there, uh, Central Michigan, was a guy that that the Packers brought in on a visit. Cameron uh, Peoples from App State is a guy that Green Bay apparently is interested in. Peoples is a bigger back. 217. Yeah. I don't know. Should we flip a coin? I feel like we should take a running back. I like Rodriguez. He's the one I watched. And... Go for it. Send it in. You've cool. convinced me. <laughs> he's not he's, he's not a third down back, though. He would just straight up be like the developmental guy until A.J. Dillon's gone, if he's gone. That's fine with me. They they didn't really use running backs on special teams last year, and they okay. desperately need a third running back. So, Chris Rodriguez. Well, <laughs> right back here. We still have three more picks, and we struggled on that one. Honestly, okay, Jake Witt is a guy that makes a lot of sense for Green Bay. Let me pull up his history. Another guy who does not have a school on here, so you have to tell me about him. 6'7", 265. He not only went to one school that sounds fake, he went to two schools that sound fake. Let me pull it up. Uh... Okay, he went to Northern Michigan. He transferred from Michigan Tech. He played basketball at Michigan Tech, transferred to Northern Michigan, didn't play football until after the pandemic. In 2021, he was a tight end and just recently moved to left tackle. He is 6'7", 302 pounds. He ran a 4.8940, which is insane. And he, like an interior defensive lineman running sub five seconds is very impressive, let alone an offensive lineman. His short shuttle was 4.62, his three-cone was 7.44, and his vertical jump was 37. 
So we're talking like freak athlete. He's not going to be a starting left tackle, I don't think. But like he could be like Alan Barber and like maybe he does some weird stuff on special teams. You know, <laughs> like I sure. can see that being the pick. No guarantee that these guys are making the roster anyway. I'll just do it because we have three more to make and I'm guessing. All right. There's some wide receivers on the board. Yeah, I'm willing to look at wide receiver at this point. Puka. Puka, send it in. I'm down with Puka. Puka Nakua is a little sawed-off guy from BYU who kind of does a little bit of everything as an auxiliary dude. You hear BYU, you're probably thinking missions. He, he didn't take a mission. He's under 22 years old. I told you to watch him. You ended up watching him, right? Yeah. He is like – he was BYU's Debo Samuel, which is – he's. It was just wild. He's like what Amari should have been. Yeah. Yeah. He was I, a very fun watch. He got a lot of carries. Like, like he straight up was dude. a tailback sometimes. Like, dude, they used really... him. He's he's like, if we have anyone who played in the single wing or anything like that, right? Like, he's a wingback. Is yeah. what he is. Like, you use him as a receiver sometimes, but like, he's getting end rounds and jets and all that stuff. Like, he straight up got like traditional handoffs in one of the games I watched, and I was just laughing. Yeah. No, I was like, fun dude. I was trying to find him on the field, and I was like, where's Puka? And then he would just get the ball out of the backfield. It's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's an interesting one for sure. And, like, I think one of the things I remember I wrote down uh, on the deep throws when he actually is, like, running down the field as a receiver, uh, he's pretty good at tracking the ball and, like, flashing his hands late. So he can come away with a lot of uh, deep throws and tight windows, which I really liked. PFF gave him a 90.1 receiving grade for this past season. Dang. Okay. I'm in. Yeah, seventh-round yeah. pick, screw it. Let's do it. You have your Irvin Amari guy. There's a guy named Jadakiss in this draft. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. I was going to just take him and not even tell you. It's <laughs> just Jadakiss in. <laughs> I, okay. We got a, in this round, we got a wide receiver, a tackle, and a running back. We already have a kicker. Ooh. This is our last pick. I'm just willing to look at names at this point. Like, I need to slow down. Are we the fullback is just staring me in the face, dude? (laughs) The Green Bay already has a fullback. His name is is Josiah Deguara. Deguara, and he's okay, and he doesn't get enough run. There's no quarterbacks left, right? Why not? Oh, the Shepherd guy and Max Duggan. I'm not taking Duggan. Is not. Dude, Duggan wasn't a full-time starter at TCU last year. He was not the starter going into the beginning of the season. Literally, the starter got hurt, and they started playing. Give me Bagnet. Give me Bagnet. Bagent? Bagent? I have no idea how you say his name. Give me White LeVar Ball, son. As long as it's not Sean Clifford. Yeah, or Tanner Morgan, who's already been drafted into the uh, the, uh, USFL. They gave us a C grade. How dare you? Okay, I don't, one, give a, I don't give a shit, PFF. This is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Send me that graphic right now so I can write it up in the post and people can check out the mock draft on the website. Um, I'm not tweeting it. This is a surprise for the, for the people. Good. I'm excited. We did a, a solid draft. We got a C grade. So we'll, we'll go through every pick right here. First pick, Darnell Wright. They gave us a C minus Tennessee. We picked them 13th left tackle. Wrong. 
right tackle. He can play both. He did both at Tennessee. Very good pass blocker. Give him a year. He'll end up replacing Nyman or Bakhtiari, depending on where Tom ends up playing or if Nyman ends up signing somewhere else. We traded 25 and, or we traded 42 and our third round pick to move up in, uh, to move up to the first round for Darnell Wright, tight end out of Georgia. That is Washington. What did I say? Right. Oh, my goodness. You didn't say Darnell Savage Washington. this time, though. Three Darnells, just, three Darnells will mess me up if we get three Darnells on the same team. Um, they gave us a C- minus there. Get out of here. That's a good tight I, end. I, I will say if the two Darnells not only happens, but happens on Thursday, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin is happening. Yeah. Our other pick in the second round was Jonathan Mingo out of Mississippi, the wide receiver. Size, speed, all that stuff. Didn't necessarily have the production, but I don't think that's his fault. I think that's just kind of how that weird Mississippi offense runs. I mean, uh, DK Metcalf couldn't get any receptions at Ole Miss in part one because of injury, but the other part was because you can shade you know, yep. those wide receivers and kind of take them out of the game because they're so pre-snap orientated. I, I will say uh, Josh Norris with Underdog did a phenomenal video on Mingo. Uh, talked about how ideal of a scheme fit he is for a lot of these LaFleur Shanahan teams. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that want to know more about Mingo, I highly recommend looking that up. Jacqueline Roy and Christopher Smith. Jacqueline Roy, the defensive lineman out of LSU. Christopher Smith, the safety out of Georgia were our two picks in the fourth round. We got the extra fourth round pick because we gave up the third to the Giants to move up for Darnell Washington. Not There right. you go. There you go. Would be very stoked with that because I think Roy is a guy who can probably take up the 3-4 base stuff at defensive end right away with how the roster is shaking out right now. And then Christopher Smith, I think, has a chance to be a long-term starter at safety. I don't understand why. In this safety class, he's not thought of higher. I agree. There are a lot of people that are with us, by the way, though. Like, we're not the only people that think Chris Smith no. is one of the best. Just very ever. split opinions. And it's yeah. like, none of his stuff is a fatal flaw, but, like, I think it just compounds on top of each other where he's not the biggest guy, he's not the fastest guy. And then people are like, well, he's probably not considered a high-level prospect then because safety is not, like, a premium, premium, premium position. But, like, this guy is a very good football player, and he plays like his hair's on fire. I think he's faster than his times. So. Yeah. Our fifth round pick, DJ Johnson out of Oregon. We finally got an edge rusher. Um, you got an F for that. I take it. I I bet DJ Johnson goes in the fifth round. I oh, well, I'm I'm not joking. I'm going to watch him after this. I'm very curious. He runs a four four nine. He's only recently played <laughs> defense full time, and he he's he's two hundred and sixty pounds, dude. Yeah, he's a freak athlete. I think he was like a super recruit coming out and stuff like that too. Jake Moody in the sixth round, we got our kicker. We got the top kicker in the draft. We don't have to think about kicker at all. Can you name the kicker on the Packers roster right now? You, I'm not joking. You literally did this game with me on Last Call Lambo, And it's like, it's a very generic white name. It's like. Parker White. Yeah, it's Parker White. a generic white name. Yes. Uh, and then fourth round picks, just going through them quickly. Chris Rodriguez Jr., the running back out of Kentucky, you said developmental kind of like A.J. Dillon replacement. Jake Witt, uh, the tackle out of North uh, Northern Michigan, former basketball guy, former tight end, only recently moved to offensive line, freak athlete, like 
should not be available in the seventh round if he played anywhere other than a school that that makes it sound like it's fake, right? Puka Nakua, the wide receiver out of BYU, kind of like an auxiliary guy. I think at this point, you know, with Samari Toure and stuff like that, you're looking for a fifth wide receiver and a guy who can just like contribute in some way. There, there's a way to get Puka Nakua touches, and I think he could be a decent punt returner too. So like that's kind of my good point. Very good sales point. pitch on him. And then P- Tyson. I'm going to say Badgent. Badgent? I don't know. The guy out of Shepard whose dad's like a multi-time world champion, intercontinental champion of arm wrestling. So he's got a cannon for an arm, hopefully? Have not seen a snap of him. Would be lying to you if I told you that. <laughs> that I've seen a single snap out of him. But I think he was like at the Senior Bowl and stuff like that. Like He's, he's a 6'3". Legit, he's sure. a legit prospect. He's a legit prospect. I know people think he's going to get drafted, so. I'll take it. This would I, – I don't know if you could give uh, Jordan Love many excuses with all this offensive help in year one. We got I, him three guys in the top 45, and then we filled in backfilled with guys on, on day – or I guess the fourth round, really. Seventh round. Seventh round. Why did I say fourth? I keep doing fourth because we have four seventh-round picks. Yep. My brain it's, is going, dude. If I get COVID one more time, I'm basically going to be a festival. <laughs> um, we're almost there, man. It's it is without a doubt my favorite week of the year. And like after, I don't think I've ever watched more film for a draft than I have this draft. And with all the unpredictability around it, and all the work we've done on the pod, I, I've I don't think I've ever been more excited either. Like this is going to be an extremely fun one. Yeah, I'm excited. Um. Tune in right before the draft. We're, we're, so, a couple things, right? One, we're going to do the Twitter spaces when the Packers are on the clock, right? So we're, we're going to do that on day two and day three, I believe. We're going to have an APC draft stream that will go on, go on acmepackingcompany.com. You'll be able to find us. We're going to have that on during the draft. Before the draft, an hour before the draft, Tyler and I are going to do a question and answer session at Acme Packing Company. You can go on there right now and, and add questions that you want us to reply to. That's up on the site currently. Um, so that's going to be, what, 7 p.m. Eastern on April 27th, Thursday, right? Um, we're going to be doing that an hour before the draft. I think that is all I wanted to say here. Uh, the, 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 yeah, that's that's how you can listen to us if you want to listen to us during the draft, during draft weekend. And then obviously, you know, we're going to give you guys recaps and stuff like that after each day of the draft, too. Uh, I'm celebrating my one year of no longer having a real day job today. Uh, so Let's I just want go. To thank, I want to thank everyone that's been listening, because I will say, like, the comments we get every week on the show have been awesome. Um, Yesterday, were you getting peppered with podcasts? Everyone just tagging me on Twitter and like podcast, podcast. Can the Twitter spaces be downloaded to a podcast? We need a podcast. I, I do. I do wish we could go back and download my reaction to the trade because that was just it was good. We broke it down piece by piece, and you couldn't believe that it was that it kept going. The the one that broke me was the conditionals on the yeah. second to first, but yeah, it's it's here, man. It's draft week. Let's let's go. Hopefully I'm I'm happy this is finally done. My entire worry for 
basically the past three months has been that I'm I'm out of the house when the Aaron Rodgers news breaks. I was taking a shower. I come outside and it's like 20 minutes after the news is broken. My phone is like hot. And I, I, at first I thought it like broke or something like that while I was taking a shower. And then my girlfriend was like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers got traded. And I was like, Oh crap. Scramble, scramble mode immediately. But there, there is nothing more awkward than having your phone on vibrate while a varsity head coach is mad at the kids and it's just go it's non-stop buzzing and you can't look at it oh good lord and still yeah just don't know what the packers got for rogers and if it was yeah. good or bad who won he won he all all we wanted was to basically get that 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 pre pat mcafee appearance offer right and essentially what he ended up getting was that plus a pick swap yeah. Right in the first round, and if that's the difference between getting a left tackle for the future and not, like, they probably came out better than they would have if the Jets just stuck to their original offer. Did Joe Douglas feel bad that his owner got cold feet? Is that what happened? <laughs> Had to give I, something I think, up, I, buddy. To tell you the truth, this is what I think happened. The retreat stuff came out right. Ninety percent retired. All that. Woody Johnson got cold feet. And then I think <laughs> I th- I think Joe Douglas uh, if you can tell that I'm laughing right now it's because I kind of know how this stuff works a little bit. I think Joe Douglas told too much of his plans and where they would like where the Jets would be willing to move and give up concessions to the media. And then he drunkenly went on a stage and said Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> coming. And from that point, I think Green Bay was like, okay, it's diamond hands time. We can get this out of this guy. Do not move. When they blink, be ready to make a trade. And that's what they did. But put him in the ring of honor. He doesn't even need to retire. Just active GM, (laughs) ring of honor. (laughs) All right, guys. Go Pack Go.